Welcome to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We are an evangelical free church seeking to honor God by making disciples that learn about, love like, and live for Jesus. Well, welcome back to the Journey Midweek Podcast. And we are continuing, actually this is the last in our series that we've been doing lately where we've been looking at the discipleship classes we are going to be teaching starting this February, running uh, up to Easter, taking a break the week of Easter, and then finishing off on the uh, on the other side of the Easter break. Uh, we have talked about Pastor Jim and Stacy's class on marriage, my class on politics. Last week we were with Jeremiah thinking about his class to our youth and student ministry, and now I have with us Holly, who is teaching our class for our kids. And Holly, your last name is now Good, yep. spelled with an E. And according to your name tag, you are an authorized employee. Yes, I am. Why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit more about yourself, and then we will uh, kind of unpack your class and what you're hoping uh, these kids here at Journey take away from this discipleship time. Yeah, so I uh, was born and raised here in Arizona, born in Phoenix and grew up in Tucson. So I've been at Journey for 21 years now. And um, I graduated from college back in 2021. Where was was college? Colorado Christian University. And Mm. I did my undergrad in psychology and had an emphasis in biblical studies. And then I went into uh, ministry doing Young Life Capernaum, which is a branch off of regular Young Life, specifically for those with special needs and disabilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm still currently doing that, but finishing up um, that transition in May. So I'll be done with that in May and transitioning fully onto Journey staff then. Um, But I started that transition in December. um, And And you started in December because you were returning. From being married. From being married. (laughs) (laughs) Returning from being married. and yeah, I've been loving uh, the kids' discipleship so far and being able to kind of be the head coordinator of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually taught today for the oh, yeah? first time, oh. the main teacher in with the kids, um, and it was a blast. It was great. Good. So, yeah. Yeah, we're really excited to have you on board. And for those listening, if you don't know the story, uh, a little while back, about a year or so ago, actually it's probably about 18 months ago now, uh, I was in Louisville uh, spending some time with some really brilliant uh, theologians, students, uh, and was out to lunch with a professor who focuses on, or most recently has been focusing on the concept of the image of God and what it means to be human. And I, at lunch with him, had told him about our disability ministry here at Journey, and he was blown away by our Uh, pursuit of bringing in our friends with disabilities into membership in the church, into not just, I think uh, Pastor Jim would say, not just us going to them, us serving them, but also recognizing that as part of our body, they have something to offer us, and there's a reason why Christ equipped our body with them. Uh, And so, so this is not, our church is not necessarily just our church, it's Christ's church, and they are part of the the body that he has built and there's something that they're supposed to contribute. So we were thinking about that and I realized from that conversation that this church is sort of at the cutting edge of disability ministry uh, thinking about this. There's no other material I was able to find on the internet about helping 
people with cognitive disabilities come into membership with trying to figure out how they can serve and what they can do at the church. There's plenty of things out there about how the church can serve them, but not a whole lot about how we can recognize them as a part of the body. So the reason why all of that's important background is coming back from Louisville then, uh, I realized that if we were going to both be uh, able to grow and expand in this area of ministry, and if we were going to be able to equip other churches, we needed somebody whose sole job was to think about that. And we had somebody on staff who was doing kids' discipleship ministry whose heart is really in disability ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, in that May, after coming back, Pastor Jim and I started praying for how we could transition uh, Janet Payne, who held down the fort on kids' discipleship and did so much great stuff in terms of uh, what was taking place with the kids, how we could transition her into thinking and focusing on disability ministry. And the problem was we needed to replace her with somebody who fit the culture of the church, who had uh, some kind of experience with and hopefully love for disability ministry, and somebody who wasn't going to be given to really rigid structures of how things uh how things usually have been done in kids' ministry because of that disability component and because of uh, us going back to kind of an older way of doing catechism and thinking about kids' Mm -hmm. discipleship. And so uh, we were looking for these three characteristics in somebody and praying about it. And uh, then, Holly, your name came up. And you, as you pointed out, were at the time and still are working with Capernaum, have a heart for disability ministry. Uh, Your... Um, open to kind of innovating and thinking about new ways of both actually new ways and older ways of doing kids discipleship rather than sticking in a rigid structure and you've you've been here for 20 something years and so Mm -hmm. you fit the culture of our church and so we're really excited to have you on and to have you uh, not only holding down the fort on Sundays and teaching but also leading our kids through this discipleship class so why don't you tell us a, a bit about that Yeah, so my class is the Attributes of God, so we'll be going over different attributes, and specifically we wanted to cover uh, this semester God's incommunicable attributes, Mm -hmm. um, the ones that only He possesses, and we decided on uh, the incommunicable attributes because we wanted to talk about ways in which God is distinctly set apart from us and how He is far greater than we are. Um, And this is important to know because knowing that God is set apart from us and is far greater Mm -hmm. than us uh, inspires us to worship God, to obey God, and to seek God. So we're also going to be talking about those ideas of worshiping, obeying, and seeking God Mm -hmm. as we learn about the different attributes of God. Yeah, I think that's so important because I think sometimes we get our doctrine wrong because we... uh, we draw too much of an analogy between ourselves and God. Uh, mm. we, we, we hear that God is wise, which is mm. not an incommunicable attribute. That's mm-hmm. one of his communicable ones. And we go, oh, I, you know, I have some wisdom. And, yeah. and it works that way. But then when you start to think about God's goodness, it doesn't work, right? And because God's goodness is, uh, it is analogous to our goodness. We can be morally good, but God is morally perfect. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a diff. it's, it's so much of a difference mm-hmm. that it's almost a difference in kind. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it is fascinating to think about that. Now I have one, two, three, four, I have nine books on the attributes of God right behind me. Uh, and they, with the exception of one of them, they all look pretty thick. How are you going to teach 
this to the kids? Are you using some kind of curriculum or do you have a, mm -hmm. an approach that you're going to go through? Yeah, so it kind of started off um, with uh, Janet, who mm -hmm. is our disability director, mm -hmm. suggesting a curriculum to me that she had found. Um, and I really liked it. It was really solid um, and pretty you know, simplistic, uh, it's actually designed for preschool. Okay. Um, or it's preschool and up okay. and it's called foundation worldview and it's that curriculum. Uh, but then as we were talking about who are, who is this class for, um, we, we kind of made the age range pretty, pretty big. So mm -hmm. five to 12 is right. our age range. And, um, we, what I've been doing is going through and kind of taking that simplistic curriculum with the very basics uh, and it's really solid in it kind of like cate catechism mm -hmm. of of taking an i don't know taking an idea and then building off of that right. and um the foundation or foundation world is really good at that mm -hmm. um structuring and so uh, i use that as the the basic uh the basis for the class and have been going through um taking all the things out of it that I really like um, and then adding to it and yeah. adapting it for the older students for um, we I don't know if we'll have uh, anyone else with disabilities joining us but mm -hmm. I know my little brother um, he's not in that age range of right. 5 to 12 but he's going to be joining the class so thinking about him mm -hmm. um, and just adapting the curriculum from that and yeah. using other resources like Knowing God by mm -hmm. J.I. Packer and yeah. using that. <laughs> so That's yeah. really great. One of the things that I think we do really well, Jeremiah and I talked a bit about this last week, but we ha we try and create fuzzy boundaries. So, mm -hmm. you know, with the that's most clear with the youth and students where we avoid terms like middle school and high school mm -hmm. because those are rigid mm -hmm. boundaries, you know. Mm -hmm. You know when they start and when they end because you sign up for classes or sports teams on the basis of them, right? Yeah. Uh, but we want to recognize that people come to us at different stages, different places, different ages. And part of discipleship mm -hmm. isn't just looking down the road of the future and going, that's where you need to be, but trying to find somebody where they are, mm -hmm. even when they're a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm, I'm really excited for that. I'm curious how it'll go. One of the questions that's always in the background of something like kids' discipleship is, do you teach them like they're already believers or do you, mm -hmm. do you treat mm -hmm. them like they're unbelievers? Because the vast majority of kids at any church haven't made a profession of faith, mm -hmm. right? And so it'll be interesting to see how that unpacks, but I'm really, really excited for all of the different classes we're teaching. With your class in particular, uh, what would you say you hope kids take away from it? Yeah, um, I had two things. One is not the most important one, but something that I do want them to leave class with each week is a sense of community, a sense mm -hmm. of joy in having gotten to spend time with friends, yeah. playing and worshiping and um, doing something with their hands, something creative, um, because we do a little bit less of that on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that the community aspect will be a little heavier in the yeah. um, in the midweek. But I also, the more important thing than just them leaving with a sense of joy and excitement and having worshiped um, with community is I want them to be in awe of God, uh, the God who created them. Um, and I want them to be curious to learn more truths about mm -hmm. God um, and ultimately to have the confidence, uh, confidence in the truth of God 
and God's word and also confidence in their own ability to know truth and to be certain mm. about truth. Because a lot of what we're going to be focusing on um, is that we can know truth, that truth is not yeah. what we feel, that it's not something that we determine, but that it is knowable um, and that, yeah, that our hearts are deceitful. We can't, we can't mm -hmm. go to our hearts and our feelings for truth, um, but that we can go to God's word for truth. Um, and so, yeah, the whole purpose is for them to learn um, that not only can truth about God be known and be certain, um, but that they, we need to know this truth. We mm -hmm. need to know truth about God because that's ultimately what we're designed for. Um, and knowing God is the only way to have a personal relationship with God yeah. through Christ, which is ultimately what we want all of our kids to mm -hmm. have is that relationship. So, Yeah, there's a couple of things I heard in there that I really appreciate. And it's one of the reasons why I'm excited to have you on our staff is one, I think, and this is something I need to be more aware of. When we think about learning, we think primarily in, in head categories, mm -hmm. uh, but God created us as embodied persons. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have a body and we actually learn through engaging our bodies. It's one of the reasons why uh, when Christ passes on the faith to his disciples uh, and they are to pass it on to others, he gives them not just here's here's doctrine, things to learn, things to kind of uh, download into your mind. He gives them actions, mm -hmm. baptism, mm -hmm. the Lord's Supper, communion. These are mm -hmm. things that we do with our bodies, and they remind us of who God is, who we are, and what God has done for us. And I think that's one of the strengths of you coming out of the disability background is you have to, working with disability, you have to think around the uh kind of default structure of the classroom when you think mm -hmm. about learning, right? Yeah. Because you have to figure out how can I engage somebody who's not neurotypical mm -hmm. and help them learn because they are capable of learning. Mm -hmm. They're, I mean, that's why we have eight or nine people with cognitive disabilities who are members of our church, which means they went through our doctrine statement yeah. and they moved through it slowly, yes, but they moved through it and went, yes, this is what I believe. And then we had them, we took them all out to a breakfast and we had them say, how they came to believe in Jesus and what they believe Jesus did for them. And they were all able to profess a gospel yeah. in different words and in different ways, but a gospel that we preach here. So mm -hmm. I really love that. I also love the, the idea of opening up curiosity. I think mm -hmm. in so many places, people, especially with their kids, mm -hmm. are really afraid of questions. And we have to be willing uh, to not to, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable with questions uh, and to draw out the curiosity, understanding mm -hmm. that there's some fear that can come with that. I know when my kids ask me questions, I'm a little bit fearful of, okay, how am I gonna answer <laughs> this? Uh, how do I get it right? How do I not mess it up so that they are believing the wrong thing down mm -hmm. the line? Mm -hmm. um, but in all the things that I've looked at, I've, I have yet to come across the kid who walked away from the faith, uh, whether it was when I was a high school teacher or worked in college ministry or now as an associate pastor, I've yet to come across the kid who walked away from the faith um, because somebody said, I don't know, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. I have found a lot of kids, though, who walked away from the faith because they were told they couldn't ask questions, mm -hmm. certain ideas were off limits, things like that. And the, the fact of the matter is God made us as curious people. Yeah. That's why there's so many different vocations and callings. And, uh, you know, my job is to study theology and to think about it. Uh, but there's all sorts of things which you can study and engage with under the sovereignty of God and just looking out the window of my office and going, they, there are people who've dedicated their lives to studying, whether it's bricks, 
ground, rocks, bushes, animals, the sky, clouds, mm. things. The people have dedicated their lives to studying all these things because you can under the sovereignty of God because mm. we're curious people because we live in a giant world that God made. So I'm excited for, for what you're doing. Uh, I asked Jeremiah this, um, so I'll ask you, is there any supplies or resources the kids need to have when they show up or do they just show up and we... we get them engaged in the class. Yep, they just show up and they get them engaged in the class. There's mm -hmm. no book that we're going through. Mm -hmm. um, if they want to bring their own Bibles, mm -hmm. that's very encouraged. Okay. Because um, we'll be going through a lot of different scriptures in the Bible throughout the semester, but we have Bibles if mm -hmm. they don't have their own or if they you know, forget it at home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there'll be all sorts of crafts and supplies that we have, but nothing that they need to bring. Okay, great. So it's easy. You just sign up for the class. Uh, for those of you listening, you can find that through the link tree or on our website, sign up for the class. Make sure to indicate which class it is that your kids are signing up for because there's a little drop-down menu. And what we realized this week is you can submit the form without selecting anything under the menu. So there's <laughs> kids who are just floating around in the ether. Uh, so sign up for the class and uh, encourage your kid to bring their Bible. And other than that, just show up on February 21st is when we launch. Yep. All right. Holly, thank you for joining us. And for those of you listening, thank you as well. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We'd love to have you join us in person on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can find out more about us at journeyefc.org.